This is PhotoBizX episode number 535 and today we are talking CRMs, Client Relation Management Software with an absolute expert on the topic because she helps photographers either set up CRMs from scratch or helps them migrate from one CRM to another if they made a mistake or want to upgrade or change to a different CRM for whatever reason. If you've ever wanted to know how powerful your CRM could be, which are the best or the best CRM for you and your business, how you should set it up, whether you should do it yourself or have someone else do it for you, you'll get all the answers from today's guest. I'm talking about Melissa Rich and that interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here, host of the Photo Biz X podcast, where I interview guests from around the world to help you build a better photography business, even faster than going it alone. And I know you're going to love today's episode if you do or you don't use a CRM. And I can assure you whether or not you have a CRM and are happy with it or not, you will pick up some ideas on how to better improve your workflow because we go into all the details with Melissa. And like I said, that's coming up in just a minute. Before we do get into that interview, if you didn't catch last week's episode with Mary Beth Wood, make sure you get back and have a listen to that one. She is an incredibly successful boudoir photographer. She also photographs families. She's based in the States. She's about to go on maternity leave for the second time running. Not sure if that's the right term, but she shares all about how she attracts her perfect clients and goes on to make fantastic sales. And what surprised me most about her business was the fact that she sells big, large wall art to her boudoir clients, who I was under the impression only were interested in small prints, gift boxes, or albums. Mary Beth is definitely bucking that trend, and she shares exactly how she's doing it in last week's episode. In addition to that, she also talks about Melissa Rich, today's guest, who has helped her get everything in place for her to be able to go off on maternity leave, not stress out about the business, and be able to pick things up back where she left off when she is ready to return to work. So again, get back and have a listen to that one if you haven't heard it. I think Mary Beth will blow you away with what she had to share. You're listening to the number one photography business podcast with Andrew Helmich, photobizx.com. Alrighty, we are going to jump into this interview in just a second. If you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. Now, what that means is you won't hear the full interview today with Melissa because I am saving a large portion of the second half for premium members only. The good news is you can access the full interview today for as little as $1 with a 30-day trial membership. With that membership, you can access the full interview, like I said, with Melissa. You can go back and listen to the full interview with Mary Beth last week. You can access the full back catalogue. It's all there for you over the next 30 days. Have a listen and see what you're missing out on every single week and make a decision on whether or not the membership is a good fit for you and your business. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a resounding yes once you hear what you're missing out on every single week. Photobizx.com forward slash try for more details on that. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. 
If you heard last week's interview with the incredibly successful Mary Beth Wood, you would know that I found her via Melissa Rich of Virtually Done Systems. Now, Mary Beth talked about her workflow in that interview, and she shared how she changed from one CRM to another, but outsourced that whole process. And it was Melissa who she outsourced that massive job to. Now, if you're like me, I can't think of many things worse than learning a new piece of software and having to migrate my old way of doing things into a new system. I just want things to work in my business. So I did some more poking around and I learned that Melissa was, or is in fact a photographer, a wedding photographer, and she started a new workflow business for creative small business owners so they would have more time away from their computers with well thought out and structured automated workflows. And after hearing the effect that she had on Mary Beth's business, I am excited to learn more and I'm wrapped to say that Melissa is with us now. Melissa, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank (laughs) you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. So are you still shooting or is it, are you all in on the new business? I am all in on the new business. So my husband and I owned a wedding photography business for 15 years, which is crazy to think about. And I stumbled into it by accident, but he always wanted to be a sports and event photographer. And so over the last few years, that part of his business started taking off more. And so we wound our weddings down. And this November, it will have been a year since we photographed our last one. So I still tag along for the occasional corporate event, step and repeat, that kind of thing, family photos, that kind of thing. But overall, I'm pretty much all in in the workflow business. So your husband's still shooting and he has a photography business. That's his full-time job. He is so incredibly talented and I never tell him that to his face. I'm always like, hey, that composition's off or your red looks orange or somebody's got to keep him straight. I have to live with him, right? Um, But he is incredibly talented. He's a sports and corporate event photographer. He gets to shoot for Getty Images and Iron Man and the Kansas City Chiefs, a football team here. And he's just amazing. He's going to hear this and be like, she thinks I'm talented. (laughs) Well, I mean, for the listener then to have a quick look when they get a chance, what's the website? Yeah, it's Rivas, R-I-V as in Victor, A-S dot media. And he's on Instagram as Kyle, K-Y-L-E underscore Rivas, R-I-V as in Victor, A-S. Unreal. I'll link to those in the show notes. So tell me about the workflow side of things that you've created, the business. Why did you start that business and, and how's it going? It's kind of like a twisty, turny journey. It's not a straight line. In my previous corporate life um, that I had before I was a full-time wedding photographer, but as we were building our business, I worked for a corporate healthcare company on a process management team. And so that's where I learned workflows and systems and process improvement and how to map all of this out. And I fell in love with it. And then as a wedding photographer, you need that for your own business, right? But you don't need that. That's it. And so when the pandemic hit us here in the States, it completely wiped out both of our businesses. And so I started to do a little bit of virtual assistant work. And I found that the clients that really lit me up were the clients that had me building systems and workflows and processes. And so I decided that I was just, that's just what I wanted to do. I wanted to help other photographers get their systems up and running and going because that's something that so many creatives with these big, beautiful brains that can do these amazing work, that's something they struggle with. So that's kind of how I got from point A to point B-ish. So good. So so what I'm excited about with this interview is I'm hopefully going to get some unbiased opinions on different CRMs from you. Oh boy. But I know that you probably have preferences because I heard Mary Beth saying that uh, you know she's gone to Dubsado. I think you recommended Dubsado to her. Is that what you started with? No. <laughs> 
as a photographer, I started with Studio Ninja. And so I found that for a while that worked great, but then everything was online and I couldn't connect it and sync it the way I wanted to. And so then I moved, I think I moved our business into 17 hats when it first came out because I thought that was the solution. And I don't remember, I think I moved out of 17 hats like a year later into Tave because I liked more of the automations and the reporting because of that right about that time, our studio was starting IPS and I really wanted to see where we were spending our money and where we were making our money. And so we lived in Tave for a good long time and finally it got to a point that it was Tafe was too complicated for my super creative husband to use and he just wouldn't use it. And so the learning curve was too big. And I feel okay saying that because he's told me that before, like he's, he'll be the first to admit. And so we moved into Debsada because it was that happy medium of super, super user-friendly, super user-intuitive to learn. I mean, there's a learning curve, yes, but it's more user-friendly and easier to use than a lot of the other tools out there. And it had the automations, it had the integrations. It was just really powerful. So I've kind of played in a lot of things, which makes me feel like I have a little bit, I can recommend tools based off what people want to see in their business. You know what I mean? Right. So with your experience and your background, were you comfortable with Tave? I was. It took me a while to learn to set it up because, again, you can customize and automate anything and everything. You just have to take the time to learn the tool and really know your workflows in and out. But once I had it down, I had it down and it was felt really, really good. And so I loved it. And I loved the, in, like I said, the in-depth reporting, the knowing exactly how much money I'm making from this vendor referral or that online advertising agency, exactly how much money I'm making from this print sale. But my partner couldn't use it. And so, and I, I say couldn't, um, again, he's super creative. He's dyslexic, he's ADHD. And so he just couldn't wrap his mind around it. And so for our business to be able to function, we had to move to something that was a little bit more user intuitive. Right. So how did you introduce then Dubsado to him? Did you say, Hey, do you like the look of this? Or did you set it up first and say, have a play with it? Yeah, pretty much. Um, and we, it's really funny that you ask that because I still manage his workflows for his corporate business. And we actually just did another Debsado walkthrough last week of some of his updated workflows. But essentially, I moved everything over. So I was the backbone of our photography business. I did all of the client communications and workflows and editing and all of the marketing and everything like that. And he was the face of the business for a really long time. And so when I made the decision to move, he trusted my judgment and he trusted the tool that I would move that I was going to move us to, especially since it was for his benefit. And since Debs Auto is more visual, once I got everything set up and working, then we sat down and I was like, okay, these are the pieces that you need to know how to use. Here's how to drive, or you're going to drive, actually. I want you to drive. And then I'm going to go in and kind of show you where things are and how to use it. So... It was kind of a, I'm going to set this up because you don't need to know exactly how all these automations work. You just need to know how to put your clients in and how to manage them that way. Got it. Got it. Okay. Now you mentioned Studio Ninja and that was the one you started with. I know that's a very popular CRM for photographers. And from what I understand that the big selling point is that it's easy to use. Is that what you feel about it too? Gosh, I'm going to be honest. It's been probably 10 years since I've been in Studio Ninja. But at the time, it was very easy to set up and use. I don't remember struggling with it at all. I just remember that I it couldn't eventually do some of the syncing with some other tools that I needed it to, like our QuickBooks account and that kind of thing. So, and again, that was 10 years ago. Things may have changed since then. So I don't want to don't hold my feet to the fire over that. Sure, sure. So what happens now then if a photographer you know, wants to work with you, do you try and steer them to Dubsado or do you just use whatever they use? 
That's a great question. It kind of depends on the person. If I am working with somebody who's like, I need systems, I don't have anything, I'm super creative, I'm a visual learner, I need it to be really easy, then yes, I'm going to absolutely steer them to Dubsado because I know that it's more visual and I know that we're going to be able to automate so much more of their workflow. If they're, for instance, a photographer who wants to know exactly how much they're making per hour from this lead source from off this print, like I wanted to know in my business in Tave, I'll still refer people to Tave. I did last week, for example. If I have somebody who wants to incorporate their gallery sales and all their booking and everything like that, and they want an all-in-one tool, then I'll refer them to Sprout Studio. So it really kind of comes down to listening and having a conversation and knowing what a photographer needs from their business and knowing how they work to figure out the best tool for them. And again, because I've had my hands in so many over the years, I feel like I'm able to make a solid recommendation based off of just listening and hearing their needs and their wants. Right. Okay. So someone comes to you and they say, okay, I've already put, let's say 17 hats or Studio Ninja, Mm -hmm. and they want to keep using that. They still can, and you'll get that working for them. Oh yeah, absolutely. 100%. There's no reason to, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't know if that's a saying in Australia, (laughs) but (laughs) I say it all the time here in the Midwest. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If you just need things cleaned up, or if you like how the system works and functions, but your workflows just need tweaked, there's zero reason to go through the drama of moving from one CRM to another. Let's save you some time and some pain. Right. Okay. So then what are most photographers hiring you to do? It's kind of a variety of things. A lot of photographers are hiring me because they are overwhelmed and because they have a workflow kind of in their mind, kind of on paper, kind of in this notebook here, but nothing really documented. And they are overworked and overwhelmed and tired of trying to figure it all out and keep track of everybody. And they just need somebody to tell them what needs to be done when, and they need those workflows and they know they need those workflows, but they don't necessarily know how to go about building them. On the other hand, a handful, a lot of photographers also hire me because they have systems in place, but they're not sure that they're working as efficiently as they could. And so I'll do like a strategy session or an audit with them where we go in and we review and say, oh yeah, you're using this tool. Great. But here are some tweaks that you can make that's going to make your life even easier, get you some more time back. And so it's kind of one of two different things there. Okay. So are most photographers that approach you, do they already have a CRM or they're introducing a CRM? Most of them have one and they have done things like send an invoice or put a client in or maybe schedule the meeting, but that's about it. Most of them have a CRM, but aren't using it to its fullest. Like I have these emails that I send, but I don't use the candy email templates or I don't use the workflows or I don't use the automations. And they're always very hush, hush, kind of embarrassed about it. But the fact is you have a CRM and you're using it. We just need to optimize that. So it's a lot of, I have this. I use it a little bit, but I want to use it more because I know it has much more benefit for me. Right. Okay. So let's say I was to call you and say, look, I need help. I'm using a CRM software, but I'm not using it to its maximum. Do you generally say then, okay, you're going to need to bring everything, like more things into that CRM, or you're going to need to buy uh, or use Zapier to connect things up? Like, is it more just time in that one CRM or are you sort of bringing new things into the business as well? That's a great question. And again, it kind of depends on what their goals are for their business and the capabilities of the CRM. If, for instance, they want to be able to use a project management tool in addition to their CRM, like their project management tool would handle all of their backend, their editing 
queue, their gallery delivery queue, everything like that. If they want to be able to track that in addition to a CRM, then I will absolutely recommend we connect those two via Zapier and that they use a project management tool. If they are using Calendly to book their sessions and they're using let's say Tave again for all their other things, then we'll see if we can connect the two. Absolutely. Because I just feel like it's one thing to have a suite of tools that you're using individually, but the real magic happens when you learn and are able to connect those. So it's seamless and automated. And so that that takes away work that you're doing and that gets so much time back in your schedule because you're not, I have to do this and then I have to go over here and do this and then I have to go over here and do this. Right. So what's an example of a project management tool that you see photographers using? Oh, this is exciting. I love project management tools. <laughs> what are they? Because I can't imagine many photographers using them. Many photographers don't use them because they think that they don't need one because it's they're just a just I'm using air quotes here. You guys can't see them, but just a photography business. A project management tool is going to be a tool that you use to manage anything that is not client facing. So I like to use ClickUp. Some photographers like to use Asana. A lot of photographers like to use Trello because it's a visual card system. But essentially, this project management tool, I like to say that a client CRM or a client relationship manager is going to be used to manage anything and everything on the client-facing part of your business, right? So email, schedules, contracts, invoices, workflows, all of that good stuff. But a project management tool is literally to manage projects. So while your CRM is handling all of the client-facing stuff, your project management tool is over here on the other hand telling you, well, this is when you need to have this gallery edited by. And this is when the album design due is due. And this is when you need to like send your clothes out for dry cleaning or that kind of thing. In our photography business, we didn't use one for years and years. And we finally implemented ClickUp like four years ago, I want to say. And it changed the way, again, it changed the way that we ran our business because we knew exactly what needed to happen when, not just for our clients, but also on the internal side of our business, when we were having meetings and when this drive needed to be backed up to the big vault and when this album draft was due and when Kyle needed to take his dirty dress clothes to the dry cleaners, which might seem like a silly thing to set a reminder for, but when you're swamped in busy season, you need somebody to remind you to do that. So it literally... I would build our workflow out in our CRM and all of all the client things. And then our project management tool would handle all of the other things that happen in between. Charge the batteries, prep the cards, clear the cards, do this, do that, prep the wedding bag for the night before. So it kind of keeps you on track on both fields. And it keeps you... I love using a project management tool to log in first thing in the morning and know exactly who I have to edit and exactly who I have to deliver to without having to wonder or have it in five different notebooks. It just keeps me straight. That was really long-winded. No, no, no. Okay, so I, I'm familiar with Trello. Mm -hmm. I haven't used a lot, but I can visualize what it looks like. I've seen it. Why ClickUp? What's the benefit there? Oh, boy. This is where I nerd out a little bit. So <laughs> bear with me. I love ClickUp because the tool was designed to literally do anything and work for anybody, which sounds really super overwhelming. But it also means that I can use it in a super organized, nerdy grid. But Kyle, who's very visual, can look at the same tasks and the same lists in the card layout and keep it super visual like, like he could in Trello. So we can each use and visualize the same work in the way that works best for us. Plus, ClickUp will integrate with a lot of CRMs through Zapier, which means that when I sign a new contract in Depsado, I can zap it over to ClickUp and have ClickUp automatically create my workflow based off of a template for me so I don't have to manually create it. 
You can use due dates and remap those based off of the wedding date or the session date. You can add custom fields to that. So you know, gosh, what did I use custom fields for? The blog title that I'm going to use that's in regard to this wedding. So that way I know I haven't used it before. You can use it for so many things. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, it's amazing. I mean, I just can't imagine myself like using a tool like that to that degree. But I guess because I'm probably more like your husband (laughs) rather than (laughs) as organized as you. Um, So, I mean, I'm guessing with him, like he's a little bit more, you know, fly by his pants and like doesn't want to follow a list all day, every day. So what does he do? Does he just ignore then when he gets alerts if he wants to? If he wants to, he can. He's learned that it does help him. And the great thing is that you can get notification alerts on the things that you want to or the things that aren't super important, right? So I can get an alert for anything and everything under the sun, or you can get an alert for only the things that are pertinent to you. Like Kyle, take your dry cleaning to the dry cleaners or Kyle, don't forget to format this card today before this happens the next day. And so he's able to pay attention to what he wants to or disregard it all if he wants to as well too. But he's also able to like, set due dates for things so he can log into a project management tool and it will literally say, this gallery is due today. I need to prep gear for this shoot in two days. So so there's no sitting there wondering or getting lost scrolling in your calendar, wondering what comes next when it's assigned to you and it has a due date and you can just click it off and the next thing happens. Got it. Got it. Okay. Let me take you back to CRM software for photographers. When you originally go in to see what a photographer has set up or um, has going and working in their CRM, what are the biggest mistakes that you see, if any? A lot of it is that a lot of photographers tend to buy random templates of things, right? So random email templates or a workflow template or a template for this IPS thing, and they'll install that template, but then they won't customize it into their own brand language or their own brand voice. So I see that a lot, just templates that maybe aren't getting used or customized. Another thing that I see, most CRMs have something called custom fields or smart fields or something like that, where you can use a smart field to insert it into an email so that you don't have to write out, hey, Jane, you can put, hey, client name in your email copy and it will automatically fill it in. A lot of photographers aren't using these custom fields to the full extent, or they're just using the basics like name and date, but they aren't creating custom fields to really buff up their client experience. For instance, I like to use custom fields for the post-wedding delivery date, right? So you set the project date as the wedding date, but then I set a custom field to calculate the eight-week due date so that in my emails, I can tell my clients, you can expect your photos to be done around this time which then prevents a lot of these, hey, when are my photos going to be done? Emails and text messages that you get. Or you can use custom fields to build a wedding day timeline with locations and everything like that without having to actually build a timeline in Google Sheets or Google Docs because your CRM will do it for you. And people just don't think about that. So how can you build out a timeline? Because won't it change depending on the wedding that you're going to be photographing? It will, but that's the beautiful thing about custom fields is that you can have a custom field for ceremony location and then ceremony time. And so then you put that in and then you put ceremony location, ceremony time into like an email template, for instance, and it automatically populates it there. And so then the next project will also have ceremony location, ceremony time and say that ceremony is downtown at five o'clock and the one before was at the park at three those custom fields are going to be able to create that for you without you having to manually type it all out. Yes, you have to fill the custom fields out, 
But you can also tie a lot of those to information that you gather from your clients in a questionnaire. So they're giving you the information and then your CRM's doing all the work for you. Got it, got it. Okay, so every wedding is going to have a timeline and it's going to have the same sort of things going on in the timeline. It's just the times will change. So all I have to do is enter the times into the custom field. Or get them from your client. Make them do that heavy yeah, lifting. Right, okay. Absolutely. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Do you recommend a photographer has a CRM and email software? Or are you finding, I mean, again, I'm not familiar with Dubsado. Can I send as many emails as I want directly from Dubsado? To your client, yes. So you can send as many direct emails to your specific client. But if, for instance, you want to email a group of clients all at the same time, then you would need a separate email so an email marketing software like MailChimp or Flowdesk or something like that. Absolutely to do that. Yeah. Okay. Good question. So most photographers have both those things. I'll have, yeah, like you said, MailChimp, MailerLite, whatever it is. And then I'll have a CRM. So then in 99% of the cases, they'll need Zapier for those two things to talk. They will. Unfortunately, that's one of those things that you can't natively connect a lot of CRMs to email marketing platforms, email marketing software, but a free Zapier account will let you send any new contact that you get in Dubsado or in your CRM to your MailChimp list if you want it to. And if you have their permission to, you know, all the rules and everything like that. So, but with just that one Zap, you can send it from your CRM to your email marketing service. So again, that saves you what, like three or four minutes, sometimes five, depending on what you get distracted doing. Yeah. So, okay. So you can do that with a free Zapier account. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's cool. I didn't know that. With a free Zapier account, you can create up to five one-step zaps. So that's taking you from like a CRM to your email marketing service or from your CRM to a Google calendar or something like that. Absolutely. Okay. So with a one-step free zap, how would I use that? If I got a new client, I entered their details into Dubsado and then it would automatically with the zap, send them an email. Is that what you're saying? Or the other way around? Yeah, pretty much. So, so Dubsado will automatically, you can also trigger workflows to happen automatically within Dubsado, right? So you can connect your lead capture form and have it automatically kick off a workflow based on what they choose from a drop-down menu. So say somebody's filling out your form and they select that they want a family session from your drop-down menu in the back settings of Dubsado, you can set it so that if somebody clicks family session, it's going to automatically trigger your family workflow. And will then based on how your workflow is set up, it will send them that initial email automatically. But if for instance, you want to add that new family lead to a family segment on your newsletter list, then yes, Zapier would step in and then say, anytime I receive a new lead for a family session, I'm going to zap that person over to Flowdesk and add them to my family segment in my newsletter. Okay. There's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So my biggest fear is with with that much automation that someone's going to be getting the wrong information or someone's, you know, someone's asked a question, but I've added them to a list and now they're getting this email. It's like, whoa, they didn't even ask for that. So how do you, (laughs) how do you monitor those things easily? That's a great question. And that's what so many people are, I don't want to say afraid, but are leery of using automations. A lot of it comes down to using your automation smartly, right? So a lot of people I work with are afraid of the exact same thing that somebody's going to get the wrong thing. And so when it comes to using automations, they'll automate the basics. And I when I say basics, I mean like an email that goes out as soon as they get a lead saying, hey, we got your message. Thanks so much. We're checking our calendar. Or, hey, your invoice is due here. Or, hey, here's an appointment reminder. But 
the thing that a lot of these CRMs have are something that's called approved automations, where it will a workflow will build out the email for you, apply any custom fields that you need it to, and then you have to actually hit approve to send it, which means that that gives you a chance to go in and tweak that email or add custom text or answer any questions that they have, hit approve, and then it sends. So if you're leery of automation, that's what I always, always recommend doing, especially if you're new to it or super, super leery about it. God, okay. So that means, so let's stay with Dubsado because that's what we're talking about. So I would open Dubsado and then that email, I, I get, a, I guess, a, a notification or something to say, this email is ready to go. I open it, I read. Mm-hmm. So I could, I could also read the client's inquiry and then the email that's going to be sent out automatically, make any adjustments and click send. Boom, just like that. Yes, but it's all preloaded for you. So you don't even have to think about it. Right. So if I want to add something different, like they mentioned a particular location, I can say, hey, I've actually worked at that location a ton of times. Here's a link to a couple of blog posts. Yes, and absolutely do that. Of course, do that, especially when it comes to getting back to people. Like I am a big fan of sending an automated lead responder, which is just a, hey, we got your message. We're checking our calendar. That way they get something back from you. But absolutely customize and tweak any and every email that goes to your client, especially when they mention certain locations. Nothing is worse than like, and I can say this as a consumer myself, nothing is worse than reaching out to somebody with a specific question or a specific idea only to have them completely blow it off and not even acknowledge it. And I'm 99% sure that most photographers, that's not the kind of experience they want to deliver to their clients. So yes, use those approved automations, tweak it, customize it, make sure that you're answering all of their questions and taking care of their needs. Don't send somebody who's interested in a city session, a country session to look at. That's not going to do you or them any good. Got it. Got it. Cool. Okay. Love that. Now, when I was talking to Mary Beth last week, she talked about you bringing all her, I guess, automation, all her CRM workflow over into Dubsado. But she also said that you pointed out, hey, you're missing this, this, and this. We need to get those in place. So is that part of your normal service or you just look at it and think, hey, this doesn't make sense. We need a strategy call. A little bit of both, to be honest with you. If I have somebody from the get-go who's like, I'm super happy with my workflow. I don't want to change a thing. I just want to move it from here to here. Then I don't tend to say a lot because they're really happy. But if I'm like, it seems like this piece is missing and like this would make a little bit more sense. I'm lucky enough that most of the clients that I work with are like, oh, that makes sense. Or sometimes, you know how sometimes it's helpful to have a second eye on your business or on things or on just like reviewing things. It's kind of like that. I've been around the block and I've seen a lot of workflows and I have a lot of experience with it. So they trust my, it's weird to say expertise, but they trust my expertise and my opinion when it comes to that, because I've been doing this for so long. Sure. Sure. So Do people hire you then just to set up, like to do a strategy call of the workflow they should have and then they set it up or they normally do the strategy call and then you set it up? Yeah, they do that too. And it depends on the amount of work that they want to put into it and the amount of time that they have. I have some clients who are very, I want to know exactly how all of this works and I need to know exactly how all of this works for me to feel comfortable doing it. And in that case, we sit down for a strategy session and we map out all the steps and I give them a game plan of here are the exact things you need to do and the emails that you need to create and how you'll set up the automations. And then they take that and they go do that. Um, Other clients are like, here are the things I want to make sure that I include. You fill in the gaps where you think we need it, and then you build out and all approve before we start using. There's not a right or a wrong answer. It's just a matter of how different people work and what your strengths are and how much control you like to have and what you feel comfortable with. 
Awesome. I want to get into the details of actual workflows in just a second. But before we jump into that, what does it cost? Like, how do you price your services? Yeah, that's a great question. So my strategy sessions and my audits are 350 American dollars. I'm not sure what that is in Australian or to set like a done for you service to sit down and map out all of your workflows together and implement and build your CRM for you out, which includes writing emails, creating pricing grades, doing all of that is 3,400 American dollars. So I don't think that I'm relatively expensive, but it kind of depends on how much you value it. You know what I mean? And I'm a super no pressure kind of girl. <laughs> so I'm, I never pressure my clients into want something that they're not comfortable with. I had chatted with a photographer this afternoon and she's a lovely lady. And she's like, I have some workflows built up, but I want you to do them. But I think it might be best to see if what I have is like good first. Maybe we do an audit first. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not going to tell you you have to do it one way. This is your workflow and your business and your investment. This is all about you. Let's save you the time the way that you're comfortable with. Right. So when you do an audit, that means so before you give an actual price, you'll go in and have a look at what they've got set up and how it's working. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's cool. Awesome. Love that. Uh, And there's details about that on your website too, I'm guessing, with Mm -hmm. pricing, Mm -hmm. which I did find. Let's talk about, say, a family portrait photographer. They're currently doing everything on paper or they're only only sort of (laughs) – they're growing into their business and they're thinking about setting up a CRM. Mm -hmm. Let's say, for example, let's say they go with Dubsado to keep this easy – What's an example, do you think, of a good workflow? Is that an easy question to answer? (laughs) To a certain point, yes. To a certain point, yes. A good workflow. Let's start at the beginning with breaking it down into phases, right? So somebody is going to inquire with you. There's going to be the inquiry phase, which means you need to send them in. Again, I say an autoresponder saying, hey, we got your message. We're checking our availability. And then a day or two after that, you send, not even a day or two, I'd say like, 12 hours to 24 hours after that, you send them a more personalized, we got your message, your family sounds lovely, this location sounds great, here's where you can see some more of our information, and here's where you can see some more of our photos, you send that email. So that would happen through not a CRM at that stage, that's happening through email software. Oh, I would absolutely use that in a CRM. Absolutely. 100%. Right. So they would come in via your website, then through a contact form that's connected to your CRM, They've answered. So you've set up a questionnaire. You've asked about location, number of kids, that kind of thing. Yeah. Whatever you decide is good for your on your lead magnet form or on your lead capture form. And I am a big fan of so many website services will let you build a form in your website. That's great. But then that's another manual step that you have to take, right? So I'm a big proponent of creating a lead capture form in your CRM and then embedding that in your website. Because whenever anybody fills that out, it's automatically in your CRM and will automatically kick off your workflows if you want it to. Right. But so if this is purely a lead capture, generally I'm offering some kind of PDF or some kind of guide, something just to get a name and an email address. Mm-hmm. So then I'm not going to have really any information about, you know, how many kids and dogs they've got, where they live, where they want to do it, you know, what they're looking for from this session. Yeah. And that's absolutely where that automated lead responder can come in. If you want to gather more information at that point, hey, I'm checking my calendar, my availability. It would help me out if you could give me a little bit more information about your goals for your session and then send a questionnaire or a form that's attached to that. That way you can gather a little bit more of that information. If all you have is a name and an email address, you can get a little bit more of that. It wouldn't hurt to send a basic like, here's some basic pricing information, or here's where you can connect with me on Instagram and that initial lead responder too. Some people like to use that as a, here's everything I've got and the kitchen sink. And some people like to use it as just a, 
hey, got your message. Don't worry. It went through. The tech's working. I'll be in touch in just a minute. It kind of depends on your process and your workflow and your clientele. If you did that with a wedding client, I would send a wedding client the more basic email first with a, here's where we can connect, checking my calendar, and then reply back with the bigger email. But for a family session, it's okay to like send a PDF with pricing and fill out this form and that kind of thing, just to gather some more information. God, okay. So let's say Dubsado again. Let's just stay with this. Let's assume we're talking about Dubsado. <laughs> so with that CRM, can I create a lead magnet and embed that that form onto my website and deliver the lead magnet all through Dubsado or I need email software? You need email software for that. So you can create a lead magnet and embed that onto your website and then use that peer to hook that up to your CRM if you want to collect that information in your email software or... Yeah, that's probably what I would do in that case. Or if you just wanted to gather information and not give them anything, if it, you just wanted to use a basic contact form, you could create that in Dubsado and have all of that run through Dubsado that way. It kind of depends on your goal. Okay. So let's say, for example, we're running with a lead magnet you know, to build up our email address and also to generate some interest and connect with someone. So we've got a lead magnet. We're capturing a name and an email address. So that's going to our email software, but then we create a, a free zap to send that information into Dubsado. Absolutely. Work smarter, not harder. Absolutely. Okay. And then I would set up the automations in Dubsado or my CRM so that when that new contact comes in, it'll say tagged family, for example, and then it sends that initial email. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So if I'm a wedding and a portrait photographer, if I've got two separate lead magnets, I can set up a separate zap for each one. So they get a wedding inquiry goes to the wedding people and, uh, and vice versa. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I highly recommend one thing that a lot of photographers don't think about is that they need a workflow for every service that you offer, right? So family sessions are similar to like a couple's portrait session, for instance, maybe similar-ish to like a maternity session, but those are all going to need slightly different emails. However, you wouldn't send a wedding client the same workflow that you would send a newborn client or a newborn client, the same thing that you would send a branding session client or anything like that. So you need to think about as you're building your workflows, there are pieces that can be used across the board. Like I said, family portrait session, can some of that can be used for maternity, some of that can be used for something else, but there are some that need their own specific workflows and content. Right, okay. All right, let me take you back to that original question, the designing a good workflow. So we've got a lead capture on the website, They've gone into our email software and then they've also been copied across via Zapier into our CRM. Mm -hmm. Like what else should we have in there? Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. Got it. Okay. So if, again, I didn't prepare you for this at all, but let's say a listener is thinking, tossing up between two or three different CRMs. Could they contact you and talk to you and, and sort of, you know, chew this, chew the fat and try and work out which one is the best for them? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I am I am here to help. Uh, growing up, I never knew what I wanted to be. I didn't know. My sister knew she wanted to be a teacher. My other sister knew she wanted to be a nurse. I was like, I don't know. I want to make people's lives better. I want to help people, right? Which sounds really silly, but that's what I'm here. This is going to sound really corny. But helping other people reach their goals and their dreams is what lights my soul on fire. So if you have questions, reach out. I'm an open book. I'm an open resource. I'm creating new resources all the time. Like I send out newsletters and blog posts with tips and tricks and exclusives that they only get. And like, 
I'm an open book. Reach out. I'm not going to bite. I promise. <laughs> so good. So good. Melissa, I'm so glad we had a chance to connect. Thank you again for putting me in touch with uh, Mary Beth last week. And uh, I can't wait to get this out and share it with listeners. So massive thanks and congrats on your business. Thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to be here. It's so great to finally meet you. I've been a big fan for a long time. So this has been so much fun. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Melissa as much as I did. Melissa, if you are listening again, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing everything you did. You were amazing and I love the business that you've built yourself and the services that you're offering photographers. So again, massive thanks for coming on and sharing all that. For you, the listener, I do hope there were a ton of takeaways from what you heard in today's episode. If you do have a follow-up question for Melissa, you can reach out to her on social media. You can contact her via email. And I've got links to anywhere and everywhere you can find her, including all the things that she mentioned in the show notes for today's episode. They are at photobizx.com forward slash 535. In addition to that, if you are a premium member, I'll be adding Melissa into our members Facebook group. So you'll have easy access to her there. Maybe you've got a specific question about your CRM, about changing to a new CRM, whatever it may be, you can hit her up, ask her those questions inside the members group. I've got one big shout out for today's episode, and this one goes to Connecticut boudoir photographer, Mary Beth Wood, who is based in the USA. Now, if that name sounds familiar to you, it's because it's the same Mary Beth Wood that I interviewed in last week's episode. And she went on to leave a fantastic review in Apple iTunes and also a Google review for the Photo Biz X podcast. I'm going to say a little bit more about that in just a second, but what she has said in her review, super simple. Only short, probably took a couple of minutes, but I absolutely love it. And again, I'm going to share more on that in just a second. But what she says in her heading is the very best information all in one simple place. And she goes on to say, this podcast has done the work for you if you are a photographer. Andrew has taken the golden nuggets we all crave as photographers and put them in one place. The topics range and can apply to so many facets of your business. If you are looking to improve your photography business, look no further Andrew has you covered. So that's it. A beautiful, lovely, short review. But here's the really cool thing. Not only does it help me with the podcast, helps me have other photographers discover and find the podcast. It also means that Mary Beth pops up on my radar over and over again over the last few weeks, which is really, really cool. Now, why is this cool? It's because we can use exactly the same tactics And I'm not saying she was being strategic. She was just being lovely by doing what she did. But we can use it as a tactic in our photography business if we want to get on the radar of someone that we want to be partnering with or working with. Let's say, for example, you're a wedding photographer and you really want to work with or get recommended by another service provider in your local area. Or maybe you are a portrait photographer and you want to partner with another local business in a third-party marketing campaign. One of the easiest ways to get on their radar is to leave them a positive review. Now, we talk about this if you've done the daily vlog challenge in the past, and one of the easiest ways to leave one of these reviews is with a video. You can also do it with simple words, copy, but a video can have more effect and have you more easily recognizable. So one of the simple ways to do this is to record a video on your social media 
Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, wherever you want to leave, whichever social media platform you like to use, and leave a positive review for someone that you want to get on the radar of. Rave about them and their service. It could be something that a client told you about them. It could be something that you've experienced yourself, but leave a positive, fantastic review and let people know where they can find this business. And then you can either tag that business or you can let them know. You can share it in a blog post on your own blog tag them and let them know. You can do something as simple as leave a Google review and they will see that automatically. They will get a notification. But this is one of the simplest and easiest ways to get on their radar. Now, if you do this with a video, it can just be you talking to camera, raving about an experience you had or heard about with this particular business. And the beauty of that is they get to see you, they get to hear you, they get an idea about your smile, your personality, who you are, and you become immediately recognizable to them. Now, if you do this more than once, you will keep popping up on their radar and it's authentic and has impact, which is what you want to do with your photography business. So if you're not using little opportunities like this that are open to all of us, then you are missing out. And at the very least, at the very least, even if you do not get to work with that person or you don't get to work with them immediately or you don't get the result you're looking for immediately, Just know that you've done something really nice for someone else. You'll be putting a smile on their face. You'll be making them feel good about what they do, what they're doing, what they provide, the services or products they provide to the community. You are doing something nice for someone else and that will come back to you, I promise. And at the very, very least, you will be on their radar and you can take it from there. And how do I know all this? Because I've done it myself and I'm also experiencing it from the other side like I did with Mary Beth's review today in Apple iTunes a couple of days ago via Google. And now when I see her name, I automatically smile and I think, wow, she is an awesome human. Not only did she come on the podcast and share all those wonderful things with all of us last week, here she is spending a couple more minutes popping in. And I know that she's thinking about me and the podcast and you as listeners by leaving those reviews. And that makes me happy which means when I think of Mary Beth or see her name pop up, I'm always thinking good things because that's the impression that she's made. And again, we can do exactly the same thing. It only takes a couple of minutes. It's super easy. If you haven't tried it, go and leave a review for someone in your local area. Do it in Google if you're looking for the simplest way to do it or take it to the next little level by leaving a review on your own socials and sharing it with the people who follow you. And just see how far that goes. I'd love to hear about it if you give this a try. And I'd love to hear about the results, no matter how small or how big, as a result of putting something so simple into action for your own business. Alrighty, that is just about going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. I've got a big week ahead with the family. Linda's little brother, Daniel, is getting married on Saturday. I don't have to be the photographer. I get to go as a guest, which I'm really looking forward to. We've got different members of Linda's family arriving from Scotland. There's been lots of different social engagements and it's uh, it's been a really fun lead up, including what was a pretty tame bucks night for me, spent on the Hawkesbury River on a houseboat. We had a great night there. Although I've got to say, when I got off the houseboat after the first night, a stack of Daniel's 20-odd something-year-old friends all turned up by water taxi and I reckon there was about a case of beer for each of them. <laughs> I imagine things are going to get pretty ugly that night. I'm, uh, I'm glad I got to avoid that one. Anyway, like I said, big week ahead. Looking forward to this wedding. I hope you have a fantastic week ahead yourself. Hope you enjoyed today's interview. Big thanks again to Melissa for coming on and sharing what she did. 
Wherever you are in the world, stay safe, healthy and well. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 